Welcome to the Employment Law and HR Podcast with your host, Allison Colley. Hello and welcome to the Employment Law and HR Podcast. I'm your host, Alison Colley. I'm an employment law specialist and solicitor and I run my own business, Real Employment Law Advice, where I provide advice and assistance to employers and employees on all aspects of employment law. For those of you who listen regularly, you will know that this is part five in a mini-series on parental rights at work and this is episode 71 of the podcast altogether. Thank you very much for tuning in and I do hope that you find this week's episode interesting as I'll be covering some frequently asked questions. Okay, so as I say, this is the final episode in a mini-series on parental rights and I'm just going to wrap up as normal with these mini-series with some frequently asked questions. So these are questions that I'm asked regularly by my clients or that have been sent in. And the first question I have is from an employer who says, I have an employee who is always taking time off at short notice because their children are ill. What can I do about this? For those of you who have listened to the other episodes, you'll know that employees have the right to take time off for dependents. And this is a right to unpaid leave. Now, it applies in emergency situations, I suppose, where it is really necessary to take that time off. And what the law says is that employees have the right to that time off, unpaid, of course, and the right not to be treated to their detriment because of it. So if you have an employee who's regularly taking time off because their children are ill, then you have to tread very carefully. And the reason I say that is because they may very well have a claim for either unfair dismissal or for detriment as a result of taking that time off. What you need to be aware of with an employee who takes a lot of time off is just finding out the reasons for it and whether they actually fit under the definition of when the time can be taken off. So just to confirm, employees are allowed to take a reasonable time off where it's necessary to provide assistance to a dependent who falls ill or gives birth, is injured or assaulted, to make care arrangements or to make the provision of care arrangements for a dependent who is ill or injured, in consequence of the death of a dependent, so if there's a death of a dependent, to deal with the unexpected disruption with the care of a dependent. So that could, for example, be where a child goes to nursery and the nursery have to close for some reason, or if they go to a childminder and the childminder is ill, so that would cover that. And they can also take time off to deal with an unexpected incident that occurs during a child's school time. So dependent covers children, of course, as it would in this scenario of the question that we've been asked. And employees, therefore, this employee would be allowed to take reasonable time off where it's necessary to deal with a child that's ill. So if it's the case that the children are ill and therefore they can't go to school or to nursery and they get a call, um, the employee would be allowed to take unpaid time off to go and deal with that. Now, it would only be for the period that is necessary to make alternative arrangements. So the employee would be required to, for example, you know, try to find someone else to cover for childcare or if the child is ill and they can't return to nursery for a couple of days or if their regular childminder or grandparent isn't able to cover, then they are required to find other arrangements. So it's not an indefinite period of time and it can't be just to you know cover 
arrangements that are known in advance. So for instance, holiday or half term with a nursery closed or something like that. So that wouldn't be covered by the time off for dependents. Now, in this scenario, if you've got an employee who is regularly taking time off, then it would be necessary to have a chat with them, find out exactly what's going on, what the problem is, and ensure that you're fully informed. And that would be just to find out information to start with, rather than having any kind of discussion that could be construed as being like a disciplinary or something like that. So you want to make sure that you keep it very light and that you are, you know, using it as a welfare meeting, I suppose. If the employee is not abusing the time off for dependents right, then there is little that you can do. However, it would be potentially arguable that if it's a regular occurrence, that it may not be a necessary time off for dependents if it's known that this is going to be reoccurring, but you do have to tread very carefully. I suppose practically from a a good employee relations perspective, I would have that discussion with the employee, find out exactly what's going on and if necessary, make arrangements for more flexibility for them. So if it's the fact that the child's always ill at the end of the day and it's because they've been at nursery for a long period of time and the employee perhaps would be helped by getting away earlier, that might be a way around it. But In all honesty, if it's genuine, there's no abuse to the system and it is generally necessary for the care of a dependent, there is very little that you can do. As I say, the right is unpaid, but it's not necessarily the money that causes a difficulty for employers. It's the unknown and uncertainty and trying to cover the work. I understand that. So unfortunately, yes, the employee has the right for time off for dependents, but you can have a chat with them and see if there's a way around it. The second question I have is, can I stop my employee from taking all holiday when they return from maternity leave? Now, as you probably know already, employees continue to accrue their holiday whilst they're on maternity leave. And if an employee is off for a whole year, then that can be quite a a chunk of holiday that they've accrued. And most employees, or should I say many employees, will want to tack their holiday onto the end of a period of maternity leave because it effectively extends their maternity leave but they are also being paid. Now, some employers think this is a good thing because it then sort of enables them to plan more and to plan for the employee's return to work. And that means the employees use up all their holiday and that means they're back at work and then they're just into their normal holiday entitlement from then on. If you want to stop your employee from taking holiday at the end of their maternity, then it's just the same as you would do in normal circumstances with an employee who wants to take holiday at a time which is not convenient for you, you would look at what your holiday policy or your contractual documents say about how you can refuse holiday. And if you don't have a policy or there's nothing in there about preventing employees from taking holiday at particular times, then you would just default to what the working time regulations say, which is that employers can serve a counter notice on employees. So your employee who's on maternity leave would have to give notice of their holiday in the normal way. And if you then don't want them to take that, you can serve a counter notice. And as long as you do that with enough time, so the time is the number of days notice that you're intending to stop them from taking. So what does that mean? That means if somebody wants to take 10 days holiday and you're saying actually you can't take 10 days holiday, you need to give them 10 days notice in advance of the start date of the holiday that they can't actually take their holiday. 
So the short answer to the question is, yes, you can prevent an employee from taking their holiday on the end of their maternity leave, as as long as you look at what your policies and contracts say, or comply with the notice requirements under the working time regulations. But then I would also think about exactly why you want to do that, because the employee would still be able to use that holiday at a later date, and it may be harder to plan than it would be if they tack it on to the end of their maternity leave. The third question I have is, can an employee have time off to attend children's school events? Now I know that it is increasingly popular for schools to engage parents at the school and get parents in to do various things like assemblies and classes and all sorts of events and things go on at schools nowadays where parents are asked to attend. Now there's no legal right for an employee to be able to attend a school event. It doesn't. It's not covered by the time off for dependence policy that we we're talking about earlier. But you might have something in your own handbook or in your own HR policies or procedures which says that you enable that. So it's entirely at your discretion. If you don't have a particular policy, you can insist on employees taking it as holiday if they want it off, or you can refuse to allow them to have unpaid time off to attend. What I would say is you might want to think about your HR strategy and how you look after your people when it comes to these sorts of things, because clearly it's important for employees to be able to spend time with their family and be involved in these sorts of things. And they're more likely to be productive and happier and more engaged when they're at work if they're able to do those sorts of things. So you might decide that you either have a formal policy about these kinds of events or that you have a flexibility and a discretion. As with all things where you exercise your discretion, you need to be careful about ensuring that you apply it fairly across the board to employees, so that's both men and women and all kinds of employees, to ensure that they each have the opportunity, if you're allowing one employee to go to school assemblies, for instance, that you're allowing others. And um, if you have flexibility, then it needs to be a bit of give and take on both sides. Um, As I say, or you can have a formal policy which says that you can have time off to go to these events and then make it up at a later date. If you want some specific advice about inserting that kind of policy or having that kind of procedure in your handbook or implementing like something like that at your uh, place of business, then do get in touch with me. I'd be happy to help you with that. My fourth question in the frequently asked questions on parental and family friendly rights is one that comes up quite often. And that is, it says, I have taken on a new employee to do a job whilst one employee is on maternity leave. And the new employee is doing a much better job than the employee did when they were at work, the employee who's now on maternity leave. Can I move the employee who's on maternity leave when they are ready to return to work to a different job? As I say, this is something that comes up quite often. And a question I'm asked, it's either that they've taken on someone who's really good and much better than the employee that was on maternity leave, or that they have found someone else to fill in and realise that they don't need two people to do the job anymore. So in that circumstance, that might be a redundancy situation, but that's not what we're being asked here. We're being asked if you can move someone into a different role. Well, an employee who takes maternity leave has the option of taking two types of maternity leave. The first is ordinary maternity leave, which is the first 26 weeks. So if an employee takes a maximum of 26 weeks maternity leave, then that is ordinary maternity leave. If they return on 26 weeks or less, then they have the right to return to the same job. So the same job on the same terms and conditions. 
So in that circumstances, no, you can't move the employee. If an employee takes more than 26 weeks maternity leave, so between 26 and 52, then they've taken additional maternity leave. And the right's slightly different on returning to work with additional maternity leave. The default is an employee has the right to return to the same job. However, if it's not reasonably practicable for the employee to return to the same job, then they can be moved to a different job. Now, there has been some cases on this and it's generally thought that if it's a reorganisation or a genuine move of location, for example, then that would apply here and that's when it would not be reasonably practicable for the employee to return to the same job. If it's merely the fact that you want someone else to do the job, then that would not apply. And there's been a case which was heard in the Employment Tribunal on this exact point. The case is Stellfox versus Westco Building Components Limited. And in that case, the very same thing occurred. And the Employment Tribunal said that no, the employee could not be moved to a different job. So the short answer here is no. If it's merely because you're not happy with their work and you want someone else to do it, then no, you can't move them. You'll have to deal with it in a different way upon their return to work. Now, the fifth and final question is, I have an employee who is in a same-sex relationship whose partner is pregnant. Can my employee take paternity leave even though she is not a man or the father of the child? Well, the short answer to this is yes. The employee can take paternity leave, whether she's a man or a woman. And the reason for that is that paternity leave applies to those who are in what's known as a specified relationship with the mother of the child that's being born. And the specified relationships are that they are the spouse, so that's easy, they're married, they're civil partner, so they're in a civil partnership, or the partner. So the question here is about a partner, and that means that would apply. Now, working out if somebody is a partner for the purposes of paternity leave is fairly simple, as what it says in the regulations is that a partner is a person, whether of a different sex or the same sex, who lives with the mother and the child in an enduring family relationship, but is not a relative of the mother or uh, adopter. So it applies to both adoption cases and birth cases. So that means that they have to be a partner. They can't be a relative, so a grandparent, sister, brother, aunt or uncle, but they have to be in an enduring family relationship in order to be the partner. So yes, your employee can take paternity leave when her partner gives birth. Hopefully, as you've seen over this five-part series on family-friendly rights at work, there are a number of issues that arise in relation to parents and children and dependents and all that sort of thing, which you as an employer will need to be aware of. Now, lots of it can be fairly complicated. You'll recall I talked about the shared parental leave regulations and how complicated they are. What I would recommend is that if you have any specific questions about employees in your organisation, that you get some legal advice or some advice from somebody who knows what they're talking about and whose knowledge is up to date with what's going on both in the law and in the employment tribunals to ensure that you're getting it right. And aside from the legal obligations, it's really important to have things set out in policies and procedures and in a handbook even so that employees know what they're entitled to and it takes away that sort of fear and worry from them. It also gives you and your managers something to refer to in the event that they're not sure what's happening. And also to consider as a way of 
you know, being a good employer and rewarding your employees and going above and beyond what normal employers do. If you're struggling in your industry to recruit good people, then you might want to consider having additional rights for them and having things like days off to go to school events or time off for for children's things so that it just encourages people to come to you rather than your competitors. You'll be surprised at the impact it has and it can have very little cost effect for you as well. All of these sorts of things I'm very happy to talk about. I have some great experience with other employers I can give you some advice on and bring some ideas in order to innovate the way that you're working with your employees. So do please get in touch. And of course, I would love to hear if you do something fairly unique in your organisation or you've heard of something that we could share with everyone so that we could get some really good best practice going on. And of course, in the event that you have an employee who you think is abusing these rights, then it's important to to address it formally fairly early on, but also to proceed with caution because it can be quite costly if you get it wrong. So if you have any questions, want to discuss anything or have any comments, please do leave them either in the show notes on my website, which is adviceforemployers.co.uk forward slash podcast forward slash 71. Or you can drop me an email. It's alison at realemploymentoradvice.co.uk. We are still looking to recruit an employment law specialist to work in the Hampshire area for Real Employment Law Advice. Following on from the themes, we are a really good family-friendly employer offering flexibility to the right person and we offer great packages for anyone who's interested in working with an innovative firm. So if you or anyone you know is looking for a position within the Hampshire area to work with a up-and-coming firm, then do get in touch with us. You can contact me. It's alison at realemploymentoradvice.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening again. I look forward to speaking to you again in two weeks' time. Thanks again for listening. Just want to finalise by saying I wouldn't be a lawyer unless I had a legal disclaimer. So I must just say to you that the information in this podcast is for information only. It's general review and a general update. It's always necessary to get specific legal advice about your circumstances. So please don't rely on anything that you've heard in this podcast. But please do feel free to contact me if you'd like further information or specific advice.